That's right. Uh, welcome into the Mid Park Peace Show. Uh, we are here uh, on Sunday, November 15th. That's right already. So, gosh, what are we, less than two weeks away from Thanksgiving? Time's moving right along. I know I mention that every episode, but it, it really is crazy. Um, today is the very first episode of the Mid Park Peace Show, the Mid Park Peace Show. Um, if you have not been you know, following along, if you're just coming in for the first time today, so there are three core shows to the Mid Park Podcast, the first one being the Power Podcast. Uh, that is the uh, first you know, cornerstone show uh, that I uh, run on the first Sunday of every month. And that started this past month, and there's already a show up there on midpark.com. You can check that out. Uh, and then this this is the peace show. And then the last one that we're going to have is the poise show and poise will be at some point this month. Haven't decided yet. And that's essentially reserved for uh, kind of just a, an impromptu episode, I guess we'll say. Um, and then of course we've got our mid park memoirs and kind of everything else that falls in between. Um, but this is the peace show and I appreciate the hell out of you coming on in. So today we are going to be breaking down um, a song really a whole album an artist um but you know a song that to me um just is i talk about the power of music all the time and uh this song really really hit me at the just the perfect time and again the whole album really but uh, i'm gonna go in depth here about uh, if i ever get around to living by john mayer we're gonna listen to it as well listen to the whole song just one time and then we'll go into um, breaking it all down. But first, a few things to go over as far as uh, brand news and whatnot. So this past week, speaking of music, of course, wrapped up the Mid Park Memoirs Chapter 5 interview and, and conversation um, with Ultimately Fruitless, the Chicago-based surf rock and grunge band. Um, had a, a great time with those guys just three really good dudes. Um, I hope that you can, didn't, you know, in, in hearing the podcast and in reading the follow-up article that's on midpark.com that you, that really is conveyed to you because I can't, you know, stress that enough. Um, just this three guys that are very humble to be playing music and doing what they love and, and are, but while doing so also put out a phenomenal album uh, that you should absolutely check out. Uh, they just released their debut album this past Friday, Questions and Impulses. Um, it's got 15 tracks on it. Uh, so I, I definitely encourage you to check that out. Um, and yeah, there's a, a little rundown of the, the album uh, in the article there on midpark.com. It'll kind of give you a, a, a basis, but I won't go into it too much. Let's check that out. Um, and then the next show that we've got coming up is we've got Michael Hicks will be coming on. Uh, that will be next Saturday. Well, shit, no, this Saturday. Now, speaking of, um, this Saturday, the 21st, Michael Hicks is the uh, founder and CEO of HMG Hicks Management Group, a sports management group here based in Chicago. Uh, Michael is an NBPA. That's the uh, National Basketball Players Association. Um and so he is a basketball agent in, in, in layman's terms. Um, and he's going to be coming on and just talking about, you know, his agency and his mission, some of the adversity he's gone through, his uh, love to Chicago or for Chicago, ties to Chicago. Um, so really, really good dude as well. Um, and, and that's going to be next Saturday. Or again, damn, I screwed it up. This Saturday, time's just all over the place uh the 21st at one o'clock eastern time 12 o'clock central so be sure to check that out um unbelievable perspective that michael hicks has so definitely encourage you to check that out um and that's really it um you know stay tuned uh, i'm i've 
work on a lot of things on the back end here that we're going to be releasing um, within the next, I would say, four to six weeks. Um, very, very excited about the way things are going. I know I say that all the time, but uh, again, just thank you wholeheartedly for your support. So yeah, uh, what else? Um, ACDC released, uh, speaking of uh, album releases this past Friday, ACDC also released um, their first album in a few years, and it is phenomenal. Um, I, I don't just say that. I, I mean, they have reviews across the board from pretty much every single major, you know, music news, music review outlet um, that, that, that echoes that same sentiment. It's their best album since Back in Black um, in 30 years. So if you're a fan of uh, really any music, but of course, ACDC and, and classic rock and whatnot, I definitely uh, recommend you check that out. The album Power Up came out this past uh, Friday. Like I said, I've checked it out a few times already, gone through it, and really, really, really good song. Through the Mists of Time is one that sticks out to me, just, just thinking about it right off the top of my head. Um, it sounds ex- not exactly like, but it, it, it uh, gives you uh, reminiscences of um, Money Talks by ACDC. Um, and it just, there are so many songs throughout that album where you can hear bits of other, you know, songs that they've had in the past and they've kind of been able to put it all together for this album that just, you know, they intended for this to blow people away. Uh, it's the first one since uh, Malcolm Young's passing, one of the co-founders, Angus's brother, of course, and um, Angus in a, in a number of interviews just came out and said, you know, this one's for Malcolm. So uh, awesome interview, or excuse me, awesome uh, album there by ACDC to check out as well. Uh, I think that's really it. You know, like I said, don't want to harp on too much. Want to get into the, into the nitty gritty here. Um, so yeah, if I ever get around to living by John Mayer, um, so it's off of the album born and raised, uh, born and raised came out in 2012. Um, and born and raised was kind of a, well, it, it, I mean, all of his albums really have been a, slightly a change of sound um, from the previous album. And Born and Raised was for John both a change of sound and a change of personality in the sense of it was really the first album where he came out with lyrics that were super, super interesting. Well, not the first one. I mean, he had introspective lyrics on all all of the first ones as well. Um, but these particularly focused on himself, uh, on growing up, um, on just the, the real, like, you know, core of who he is as a human being. Um, so this album I discovered um, and really went into depth when I was in Nashville in 2016 and 17. And, and just the timing of that um, really, really, really kind of rocked me to my core you know as i'll get into the details about this song specifically and how it how it just you know is so significant to my life and of course how it you know portrays to john john's life and uh how you may relate to it as well but um born and raised the album itself is uh, very much a sound of folk uh, americana it's traditional john mayer blues sound um, but it is definitely, you know, it's its own album in his catalog. You know, there's nothing that sounds like it. You know, when you're at a John Mayer show, when he plays a live song that comes from Born and Raised, um, it's a phenomenal thing because uh, a lot of the songs in Born and Raised are very open in that there are 
a lot of opportunities for you to go off script for him to go and just blow it away with the guitar, uh, or, or anybody really. He, um, Isaiah Sharkey is uh, one of his guitarists and there's a video on YouTube of this song. Um, uh, if I ever get around to living that was played live in Tinley park, Illinois here, very close to Chicago. Um, and Isaiah Sharkey is from Chicago. So John gave him the floor, um, when they broke out one time here in, and if I ever get around to living and it is a phenomenal, phenomenal music, just, uh, entire, I don't know how long the video is. I think eight, nine minutes, um, just across the board. I mean, you can, you can hear the music, but you can also literally feel it. You can see them on stage. You can see John like looking at Isaiah as he is just, you know, in awe of like, wow, you know, even John, who is so very skilled at the guitar, who is one of the best musicians we have today, who is one of the very best singer songwriters, he's watching, uh, you know, a guitarist in his own band on stage rip apart one of his own songs um, in a good way, of course. And it's just really cool to see. So um, that's just a little basis, I guess, of, of Born and Raised, the album. Um, so one more thing I guess I'll touch on as well before we listen to the song and then I get into the lyrics. Um, John uh, did an interview, a number of interviews, of course, about Born and Raised and specifically about uh, If I Ever Get Around to Living. So this song um, has three different parts and you can hear it very distinctly, very, very distinctly where it, it, uh, changes melody, changes rhythm, three different parts. Um, and he explains like the, the first part, uh, was something that he had had, I think already written down or had already proposed for the song. And then the second and third parts are when they kind of came back into the studio towards the end of putting the album together. And they were really just kind of messing around with and seeing what they could do. Um, sound wise and he attributes this song um if i ever get around to, to living uh to being ultimately the catalyst uh to his next album so i think he had talked about who says being the catalyst uh from the previous album um that kind of lifted everything towards born and raised and then um this was the one that kind of you know set the ground for the following album and he kind of always has a, a, a song on each or a few songs on each that will give you a, a little bit of a, a snippet of what's coming or, or you know what i guess is in the in his mind artistically but um like i said that's the last note we'll, we'll touch on just to give you a little base of born and raised the album there it came out in 2012 um and so we're, we're going to listen to the whole song here one time um, and then we will get into breaking down the lyrics and then we're going to get into a top 10 John Mayer list at the end here. My top 10 favorite uh, John Mayer songs might as well call it the top 10, you know, most talented as well. You know, I, I think either or um, these are my you know top 10 Mayer songs. Um, so please know that uh, Mid Park Multimedia is not the original owner or creator of any of the music associated in this podcast, and this music is intended for listening and learning experiences only, and there is no profit directly included from the music in this podcast. So please enjoy. Again, this is uh, If I Ever Get Around to Living by John Mayer. Uh, it's about five and a half minutes. Again, just uh, make sure you listen for the changes in the melody. Um, obviously, you know, pay attention to the lyrics and see what you get out of it here before we go into everything. But um, again, keeping in mind that a lot of it is about growing up and kind of coming to the realization of uh, adulthood and everything. So uh, we'll check it out and we will be back in about five minutes and we'll go through and break it down. 
If I ever get around to living I'm gonna put my things away In the drawers and in the closets There I'll stay
spending all your time Searching for a sign That's never gonna look the way you want it song of course as as i would say with any mayor song um but let's get into the to the lyrics here if i ever get around to them oh wow that was one of those corny fucking things that i just pull out of my ass um and i say and i'm just like wow i can't believe i just said that and i hope people uh, don't turn it off and never come back and listen to me ever again because i wouldn't um now let's let's get into it um so let's go line by line here um, so I, I don't know if you heard the overall theme again, as I've, as I've talked about, uh, you know, with the whole album and the song specifically, it's really about growing up and being very deep in thought about that growing up and about the realization of, of adulthood and, uh, becoming wiser, um, and having kind of flashbacks to childhood and, and, you know, that's all part of that. I don't know, daydreaming or general thought process, I guess, that anybody with a really deep or introspective mind um, goes through. Uh, It's not just me. Um, So, you know, if you yourself are somebody that has, you know, really struggled with, not even struggled, like just, just thought about a lot again, like, your your own life and and uh for me i guess the best way to say it is i i am somebody that always compares like what's going on now in my life to the past and kind of you know trying to connect things and so if you're somebody that does that um you should you should really check out this album so let's go line by line here um with if i ever get around to living so uh, verse one first two verses really are pretty similar in that they're they're the first you know setting the stage there in the, in the first part that talks about, again, the, the dream, the dreaming. Um, yeah. Uh, so if I ever get around to living, I'm going to put my things away in the drawers and in the closets and there I'll stay. So that means a few things to me. Um, as with anything, all of these lyrics, of course, are, are up for interpretation. Um, you know, I think, there's definitely an intended theme, but you know, the, the specifics to everything, you can really draw your imagination. Um, so put my things away in the drawers and in the closets and there I'll stay. Um, to me is like, I'm going to put, you know, the mess away around me. Um, which is of course kind of being a child. Um, you know, I think about me really, uh, I, I was always a kid that, that played with, you know, toy cars, hot wheels and, and Legos and things like that. Um, I'm going to put my things away in the drawers and in the closets and there I'll stay. And it's almost like putting those things away 
in the drawers and in the closets, um, that's a part of you, you know, and, and for me again, you know, those hot wheels and Legos, like those moments are sincerely part of my life. And, you know, I, I draw a lot of my thought back to those times and, um, growing up again as a kid and in my perspective of my parents and my brother and learning about life. Um, so in the drawers and in the closets and there I'll stay. It's like when all of that goes away, it's unfortunately, you know, like a part of you stays there forever. Um, so that's kind of the, the main theme that I pull from that. But, um, I think again, in, in general, you can really just look at it in the sense of, being very, um, dreamy. I know I use that word a lot about, um, both the past and how it's connected to kind of how you're moving forward. Um, and then if I ever get around to living the next, uh, next verse, if I ever get around to living, it's going to be just like I dreamed. I'm going to take the love I'm given and set it free, free. Um, so, very similar to the first verse. Um, two ways I'll break this this verse down here. So it's going to be just like I dreamed. If I ever get around to living, it's going to be just like I dreamed. Um, that is a very, very powerful thing to me. Um, you know, it's really interesting, the timing that I'm going through this song, this song here, because uh, as everything has come to fruition with Mid Park Multimedia over the last six to nine months shit already close to um i you know this is kind of that point that i always thought about i never knew of course what it was going to be but like this is that that moment in my life that like i i, I always felt that i was going to get to um i mean by 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 all means i'm very far away still, you know, I, I'm not making any money or anything like that. Uh, there, there's, uh, lots of work to be done. Uh, so, you know, I still need to be humble, but you know, I am kind of putting it all together. And, um, for a long time for me, if I ever got around to living, you know, it was just, it's going to be, it was going to be just like this. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I said, um, I, I would say that my mom could probably be the biggest vouch for most of what I'm saying throughout uh, this podcast here and breaking down this song because obviously I have a lot of conversations with her. Um, and I can't tell you how many times I, I you know, have, have said things like, I, I, someday, one day, one day, one day. Um, and that sounds really, especially, you know, when you don't figure it out after so long, um, that can sound, especially to the people around you, very repetitive and very old. Sure, you know, sure, someday, yeah, we've all heard that. Um, but I, I can't tell you how sincere of a feeling that is, um, again, for those that have a very deep, introspective mind. Really, anybody that, if, you, if you're a Myers-Briggs person, anybody that's, that has an eye at the beginning of their um, which is introverted, introspective, you know, I think both of those kind of are, are one and the same. I know it's not exactly, but with introversion comes a lot of introspection. So, um, if you have an eye and you're Myers-Briggs there, you're somebody that probably has, has at least a little bit of a relation to this, but, um, yeah, I guess just 
again, you know, rounding, rounding that out, um, thinking a lot about my life and, and one day, and I just, I, I know that that feeling is there. I just couldn't put it all together, just couldn't put it all together. And it is all together now, but again, still so much work, uh, to, to craft and put together, um, even, even further. Um, and then the second part of the verse there, I'm going to take the love I'm given and set it free. So that, um, is, I think him saying, you know, there are a lot of people who have loved, supported, been close circle wise, um, to John. And again, relating the song to myself, uh, and for those of you listening, you know, you may feel the same. Um, you have always wanted to make those people proud and, and um, make their life better and, and have a, a positive impact and a positive influence on their life because of the, you know, the, what they've done for you. Paying it forward, of course. That's exactly what paying it forward is. Um, that's what that means to me. Uh, I'm going to take the love I'm given and set it free. Um you know, thinking back to his childhood or not even childhood, but like, you know, being a young man, um, and, and, uh, looking back on that time, I think he always draws a lot to his parents. Um, and that, you know, specifically that one there for me is, is something that I draw to my parents. I'm going to take the love I'm given. I mean, they gave me nothing but love. My mom still does. (laughs) Um, of course, um, but, you know, really when you're growing up, it gives you nothing but love. Um, and so, you know, you, you want to set that free. You, you want to feel good about that love that you were given. You, you don't want to disappoint that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what that means to me. Um, if I ever get around to living, I'll take the end of every day, tie it up to every morning and sail away. Um, that is really just... I think a culmination of the thought process for him, um, in being very, uh, deep again in, in thought and having a lot of, of different emotions that come with those thoughts. Um, you know, so at the end of every day, tying it to the, to the morning, um, and, and just, sailing away, you know, it's pretty much just like anchor down, uh, and, or I'm sorry, an anchor up, uh, and, you know, let the boat sail away. And what, what that means is just kind of wherever your mind takes you in the sense of what, where your mind is at, um, in a maturation process, um, spiritually, emotionally, a number of different things. Um, and, you know, you hear him kind of fall out of that verse with a few different re- repetitions of free, free, free. And again, I think that's the, the notion of as you really, you know, think about your life repetitively and, and you, you vision it and you have certain thoughts about, you know, the way that things are going to be, um, the more you allow yourself to just think and, and accept things and, and um, accept the things that you you know have to accept, meaning that you can't change, and um, it's freeing. Um, 
very difficult to get there. Very difficult to get there. Uh, but it's tremendously freeing when you can allow your thought process to flow um, to getting to a point of being able to look in retrospect like, like he's doing uh, in this song. Uh, so verse three is where it all changes for the first time in the sense of the rhythm. Um, and so I don't know if you heard that. I think it's around like the two thirty mark in the song, I want to say, but, uh, it's where he says, maybe it's all a dream. I'm having it 17. I don't have tattoos and very soon mother will be calling me saying, come upstairs. You've got some work to do. Holy fuck, man. When I heard that one, this is where the song really starts to hit me. So um, this is where he like starts to, you know, become grown up and and uh, really look um, at his life now and not so much in this verse. But, you know, again, as it starts here um for the rest of the song, it's kind of laying the, the groundwork. Um, man, I don't know if I'm just rambling on or what, but I hope that this is, is this is giving people a little bit of insight. Um, so maybe it's all a dream I'm having at 17. Man, I, that is, again, just such a powerful thing. Um, I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, there were some very depressive days and nights, um, Again, draw back to my time in Nashville, all alone, working midnights, weekends, um, just completely, really disconnected from a lot of the world, which I am now too. Um, but man, like, you know, it's it's interesting, like where you're at in a maturation process. I, I wasn't matured there at that time. Um, so being alone and depressive and like, and having those continual, very heavy, heavy days, I would continue to go back to that thought, like maybe it's all a dream I'm having at 17 um, and I don't have tattoos. And that is so powerful because right when I heard this song was right after I, it was either right or yeah, it had to be right after because it, I wouldn't have been so like poof. Cause I'm telling you, man, I remember when I heard it and it just, uh, I, I can't like say anything more literally than like, it just explodes in your mind. You're like, Oh my God. Um, I'm sure, you know, if you're listening, you've had songs like that in, in your life where you just lyrically, you hear them. And, um, of course I have a number of them. I could probably do this with 20 to 25, 30 John Mayer songs. Um, but I don't have tattoos was literally right after I had got my first tattoo in Nashville. Um, so what he's saying, there's like, as he's grown up, he's got more tattoos and at 17, he didn't have any tattoos. So maybe it's back to that time. You know, you're going back to that time of innocence, no tattoos. And there's a slight part of you that hopes that it's back to that time, you know, because it was so innocent. And uh, again, for myself sitting there at 24, 25, 26 years old, you know, having some very painful days, that's not something that you saw for your life coming when you were 16, 17, 18 years old. So going back to that time, um, you know, you, you say, man, shit, I'd love to go back to that time. And I'd love to have a dream at that time, because at that time, when you were 17, the dreams that you had seemed endless. Um, and you didn't know what was reality then, you know, anything seemed possible at that time because that's the way we're conditioned. Um, and I'm not complaining about that. I mean, it's just, it's, that's the way that it is, but, 
Um, you go back to that time and having a dream at that time at 17 about your future is a lot different than having a dream at 27 about your future or 37 about your future. Um, and it, you know, that verse there finishes with a very similar sentiment and saying, and very soon mother will be calling me saying, come upstairs, you've got some work to do. So my mom never used a specific word saying, come upstairs, you've got some work to do. Um, and I'm sure his, his mom didn't either. Uh, or maybe she did, she did but um, I, so uh, especially in high school, my, my parents had a ranch house. So we as family had a, a ranch house uh, my entire first 18 years of my life. I never moved. Uh, same house that my mom was was born and raised in. Aha, uh-huh, hint, hint. That's the name of John Mayer's album. Um, and just recently sold it within the last five years um, after my dad had died there. But um, kind of the place where I went to get away, I guess I would say, uh, was the basement. Uh, it was not a finished basement. I kind of made it into my own finished area. Uh, I brought in a, a friend's couch that he had given me for free, put a TV down there. That was really the the place that I started to discover music, um, in a, in a very deep sense. So that's where I draw that lyric back to and saying like, when he says, and very soon mother will be calling me saying, come upstairs, you've got some work to do. You know, no kid wants to get out of those dreams when you're 17 and go do fucking work or whatever it is your mom or your dad wants you to do. It's not a knock on your mom at all. You're, you know, um, it's just, you're a kid that, uh, drawing for myself back to that time, I'd be very, very, uh, deep in thought. Uh, I'm thinking about some of those Pink Floyd albums I was listening to or Led Zeppelin are really just discovering music. Um, but then like all of a sudden, you know, your, 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 the door opens or, you know, your, your mom says, you know, dinner's ready or your dad comes home from work or, you know, something comes to just interrupt that, that thought. Um, and, it's more than an interruption of thought, you know, it's, it's, uh, back to reality, I guess I would say, um, for again, somebody that is very dreamy, you live in those thoughts, you live in those dreams very, very frequently. Um, so to get kind of broken out of them like that, and then, you know, having to go back to reality so quick of, you know, going to, you know, to eat dinner with your family or something like that. It's not like it's like a, some voodoo shit or anything it's just you know what i mean uh it, it can be a lot for somebody you know that is 17 years old um so that's when he then goes to you know it, it breaks down into a little bit of a guitar uh solo or uh just a smooth little melody there and i think he's he's speaking with the guitar there he really is um and, and setting the tone for what's going to be the rest of the song um, and saying, when are you going to wise up boy? Um, which is, is the next chorus. Um, so you know, he repeats that a number of times, uh, when are you going to wise up boy? When are you going to wise up boy? Um, that is like where, you know, you break out of the dream, um, whatever it is that you're having, you break out of the thought, you break out of the aspiration that you're having at that very time. And simultaneously, um, part of growing up um, is realizing that those dreams are are many, you know, only dreams. Um, and that's that's a tough thing to realize. When are you gonna wise up, boy? Um, that for me, that line again 
Um, I, I've said numerous times here going back to my time in Nashville because this is really where I discovered this album. And in Nashville is where I became born and raised. I, I, I became a man there. Um, I did not move there as a man. I thought I was. And, and made a lot of, you know, mistakes in my first year there just off, you know, being an, an, an ignorant, uh, naive, I would say ignorant, more so naive. Um, but that's how you figure out things and get through life. Um, so that whole, you know, re- repetitive, when you're going to wise up boy is where I draw that to and just like continually asking myself over and over, like, when are you going to fucking learn, man? <laughs> when are you going to fucking learn? Um, because I can't tell you how many times I've made the same mistakes over and over. And I still do to this day. Thankfully, the mistakes that I feel like I'm making now um, are organic and, and not like so damaging. They're not damaging at all, I guess I would say. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but... Uh, for me now, mistakes are more so like trial and error. Um, you know, then it was like financial mistakes that I was like continuing to just ignore and, and be stupid again, 23, 24 year old kid and, and put myself in a world of hurt because of it. So that's just one of the things that goes into that. When are you going to wise up, boy? When are you going to learn? When are you going to grow up? Um, and, and again, like, that can be a very, very tough realization for somebody like myself who has always been very bullheaded and very stubborn. Um, admittedly so. Uh, I am a Taurus. I, I am um, somebody that's very been always, always been very stuck in my ways. Um, try to, you know, work on that as I get older. And I think I've started to open up to, to more. Um, but I know again, especially around that time, um, really, really bullheaded. So that, yeah, is a big one for me. Um, and here now where he breaks into the, the final kind of verse, um, outside of when you're going to wise up boy, this is, uh, really powerful for me. Um, I, I think I cried the first time we're like, so, that's not that uncommon for me. Um, you know, when I, when I like really realize, a, a, an album or something that I, that I have a song or two or three and I really like start to dig into it and I look at the lyrics as I'm listening to songs and I'll, and it just hits me. I'll be like, Oh my God, that is, that's me. Um, and it's like a weight that, that is lifted off of me in a sense because I'm like, Oh my God, there's, there's somebody else in this world that he, he has had a platform as well that is speaking, you know, exactly uh, a feeling that I myself have had before. Um, so you are hiding in your mind, working all the time, trying to make it better than you got it. You've been spending all your time searching for a sign that's never going to look the way you want it. I think you better wise up, boy. And he repeats ending the song that way uh, four or five times. I think you better wise up, boy. Holy fuck. Let me repeat that again. You are hiding in your mind, working all the time, trying to make it better than you got it. You've been spending all your time searching for a sign that's never going to look the way you want it. Um, that was me for, oh, I don't know, 10 years, five years, especially over the last five years. And, and really until, again, I, I uh, started Midpark Multimedia here. Um, I firmly, firmly believe and, and know wholeheartedly within my heart that this is the... Um, 
the the platform and the artistic expression that that I will continue to to blossom and craft the rest of my life. And this will be a a big thing uh, over the course of time. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Um, but for a long time, and I, I repeat, you know, I'm not anywhere close to where I, you know, I, I, I want to be or anything. So I don't hope I don't sound cocky, you know, try to stay, of course, very, very humble and, and know, um, you know, lots of work to do. And, um, but yeah, that, that is just, that was my life. And it still is in a lot of different aspects, not so much like my, my future, but there are a lot of things where it's like, all you're doing is just thinking about what it could be. You're thinking about what it could be, how good it could be. You're, you're waiting for that moment. You're waiting for the sign. You're waiting for, uh, you know, that, that thing that's going to just lay it on a platter for you and, 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 and say, here you go, you know, and it doesn't come. And that's where he goes into, I think you better wise up boy and realize you've got to fucking do it on your own. And that for me is so, so powerful in that I spent so much time wasting, um, you know, at corporate jobs. Um, you know, if you look at it tangibly on the surface at corporate jobs and, um, around friends of, you know, or, or groups of friends that really not to be like rude or anything, but just really weren't ever like truly that good of friends, uh, um, just for me, like I'm, I'm, I'm somebody that is very, you know, keen on relationships and I can feel those things. I can feel that when those things are, are natural. So I, I, I just, so many different areas. I, I, I wouldn't say wasted. That's definitely not a good word. I, I, um, I, I was misguided and, and you learn and that's why I wouldn't say wasted because you still learn from those times, but misguided or, or in the wrong place or, um, just thinking too much or, or, um, as it says, you know, you're, you're, you're searching for a sign that's never going to look the way you want it. Um, nothing about what you're, what you're dreaming about or nothing about your future. If you genuinely want to stray off the beaten path, I mean that in a good way and, and do your own thing and follow your dreams and chase a passion. Um, it, it, you, you have to just do it. Um, you have to just put one foot in front of the other, uh, and regardless of mistakes, regardless of what you, you know, or don't know, um, you'll figure it out along the way and you just have to fucking do it and, and wise up and, and realize also as you do it and grow up, you, you know, that doesn't also mean that the other elements of life around you aren't also still happening. So what that means for me is like, as I continue here to, to, to build mid park and craft this idea all around, that doesn't mean that I don't still have a, a relationship to, uh, retain with my family, uh, my, my brother, my mother, my sister-in-law, my, my nephew, that's going to be here very soon. Uh, my best friend, Dan, some other close friends as well. Um, it doesn't mean that there's not still a political just hellfire going on in the world, lots of things around, so all of that coming together and being like, you, you need to, to be wise um, in today's day and age. You need to be wise uh, because if you're not, you're, you're going to lose perspective. You're going to lose focus. You're going to lose the, the, center, the centered um, 
energy that you have for yourself that's driving you every day to get to a point where you can write songs like this and look back on time um, and know that you have wised up. You'll never, you'll never be able to do that if, if you, if you don't just, it's weird to say, like, you'll never be able to look back on the time uh, and see how you've wised up if you don't at some point just wise up. Um, and, and I, I think what that means is like, there, there really comes a time and, and I'm not saying like, it's just like a one day thing, you know, where you're like, oh, poof. But like, there are times where you'll have epiphanies that you've been trying to kind of come to fruition for a long time, you know, where you might be listening to a song and you might be uh, going, you know, just having an experience in life, uh, going through a, a divorce or going to the grocery store and having a random interaction. It's just something that, that, that poof, it, it, it dawns on you and you, that from there you just, you wise up. And without those experiences, you cannot get to a point where you're able to look back and um, have a wholehearted view like that um, of just knowing like, you know, you're vulnerable. And, and the, the great thing about the song, you know, rounding it out is this is a, a man being vulnerable um, about growing up. Um, the whole album, I, I've said a few times in Born and Raised. So that was the first album that he released really after uh, he had moved out to Montana um, or it was right around that same time that he was moving to Montana and getting away from the stardom. Um, John made a lot of mistakes uh, when he was a young um, man, young artist, especially around his Room for Squares time. And when he was releasing the music that you, you know, if you haven't followed for 10 or 15 years, you probably think is for teenage girls only. Um, he, he made a lot of uh, just, you know, personality errors he didn't know who he was and he took a lot of time away i mean he, he kind of went off literally off the beaten path on and nobody heard from him for a bit and um he he came out of that a better person a better man and that's what this song and the whole album is is being born and raised being able to look back on this time in your life, all of those moments in your life, all of those times that you had as a kid that when you were sitting on the carpet in your living room playing with the Hot Wheels, you had no idea that those moments were going to be shapes of, of your future, but they are. And you get to that point in your life where you realize that they were shapes in your future. And it's just, a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think that I just did a really good job um, of, of getting that all in in 30 minutes. I'm, 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 I'm shocked. Uh, so that's the whole song lyrically in the sense of if I ever get around to living by John Mayer. Um, so in all, uh, it's for me, I guess just, uh, if I ever get around to living is knowing if I ever get around to just stop thinking so much, stop um, living in my thoughts, which I know it's not going, I mean, this is not going to happen in the sense of completely stopping. Um, I know my personality and, and self-awareness is also a very important thing, um, but being able to control it and, and um, using what you know and what you've experienced in life to put it all towards what you've always wanted. And, and if I ever get around to living is, you know, getting to that point of living and uh, 
whatever that means for you specifically, me being putting this dream together. And um, yeah, I hope I hope hope you got something out of that. I hope that that was not, like I said, just an entire rambling 30 minutes of, of just pitter patter and bullshit um, that you were like, what is this guy talking about? Um, but that's just one man's one man's uh, view of a song. Um, John Mayer is a tremendously skilled uh, singer songwriter. So all of his songs are, are very open to interpretation for people in the sense of how you can relate them to your own life. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I just, I, I can't thank John Mayer enough for his music and, and, um, it's number of his songs. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute with my top 10 list here, um, have, have just brought me to tears. I mean, quite literally, you know, when I, when I realized them, like when that moment hits me, as I was just talking about a little bit ago, um, I will quite literally just break down and, and, uh, it's such a powerful moment for me. And, and John Mayer has always had, and since I of course really discovered and, and dove very deeply into John Mayer, that was probably around the end of 2015 and uh, beginning of 16, I would say. So, um, uh, going on five years now, right. He's been a really big part of my life. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's that going to go into the top 10 John Mayer songs here. Uh, want to hit on them. So boy, this, I, I tell you what, it really, you could ask me this same question here in probably about a year and, and, and it may change. Uh, the top three, I don't think will, will change, um, quite a bit. And, and this song is of course in the top, uh, top few there. Uh, but we'll, we'll hear where it's at, but starting at number 10, um, I will say actually, before we get going, there is nothing from room for squares. So, um, I, the, John Mayer has seven studio albums. I gotta think he's got an eighth coming soon at some point. Uh, he's released what now three or four different singles in the last two or three years since his last album search for everything. Um, he has, uh, had a quarantine to go through just like all of us and, and had an ability to write a number of songs. And I got to think he's got another one coming soon, but, uh, seven studio albums. I've got something on from every one of them, except for room for squares, which was his very first uh, album. As I've alluded to, that was his album where he broke onto the scene. Um, and a lot of times with your first album, you don't know when you're going to break onto the scene. And I think that was the case for him. Um, and the sound that he, that he put out wasn't his most passionate sound that he was passionate about personally in that, in that album. Um, you know, that was a very acoustic driven, um, almost like soft country type, um, <laughs> you know, teenage girl type music. Um, it, it, and that, you know, I, I don't, I don't, totally care for that album very deeply. Um, but of course uh, my attachment to John and as an artist still draws me to it every now and again, but, um, number 10 is home life by heavier things. Um, heavier things was actually the, the, I think the first album that like, I really dove into with John Mayer. I think he, he kind of came onto the scene for me after I was, um, literally just listening to some, rock music and like just saw similar artists and he came on and this is definitely his most rocky album in heavier things. Um, and I, I want to say that this was one of the very first songs that kind of stuck in my head. Um, so I had to give a shout out to that whole album there. Number 10 home life. Um, number nine, heartbreak warfare. Whoo, very, very powerful song for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just be very vulnerable with you. So my ex, uh, you know, that was, 
I went to see John Mayer like a month after we broke up. What was this last year already? And and he played this song at the concert. I went by myself. He played this one. I just broke down, actually crying there by myself. Uh, it, it was unbelievable. Um, and since then, that song has been very, uh, very personal to me. But even before that, um, it, it's a tremendously, tremendously powerful song if you sit down and if you're in a moment of what he's talking about uh, it can hit you it can hit you very very powerfully number eight is rosie uh rosie is a favorite of mine musically especially um there are a number of uh so rosie and let me go back to heartbreak warfare heartbreak warfare number nine is off of battle studies uh eight rosie is off of the search for everything uh rosie um musically is man it's such a funky blues uh tune that you can really really break open in a lot of different ways so there's a video on youtube where he and steve jordan his drummer actually switch instruments and john goes to the drums and plays the drums in this song um I don't know if he goes, I don't think he goes through the whole song, but um, it's pretty interesting. I mean, he, he's obviously a very talented musician and can do quite a, quite a few different things. And that song is just fun as hell. I've seen it, like I said, live a few times and, and it is really, really, they can rip that fucker up. I love that song. Um, seven, I will be found. Uh, that's from paradise Valley. Um, so I will be found in paradise Valley is very, very, uh, Gosh, I would say that 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 song is like the the heavy heart of uh, depression um, for me. For me, uh, I don't know. I don't think that that's where John was at entirely with that album. There, um, that was right after um, Born and Raised, and, and that was right around, like I said, the time when he was moving to Montana and really growing up himself. But for me. Um, I will be found as a heavy song, man, that, um, I, I definitely wouldn't listen to that if I was getting ready to go out. Uh, that's for sure. If I was getting ready to go, you know, hang out with some friends, but, uh, a, a very, very powerful, beautifully written, well, well done song that if I listen to it, the right song will really, really do a number to me. Um, six, the age of worry. This is also off of born and raised. Uh, so the age of worry, I, I mean, I love this entire album. I've got another one or two more songs really with that. If I ever get around to living, um, off of born and raised, um, I've said a few times, um, you know, it's, it's a really exclusive sound compared to the other albums of his as they all are. Um, I think from top to bottom, um, songwriting lyrically, Born and Raised is his best album. Um, musically, um, and what the band was able to do, I think Continuum, um, and I, I I would say most people would agree with that, I, I hope. Um, you know, Continuum is probably his most famous album. That's with Slow Dance in the Burning Room, uh, Waiting on the World to, waiting on the world to Change. Um, so I know a number of you have heard those songs, but um, yeah, The Age of Worry, like I said, at number six there, Born and Raised. Five, Love on the Weekend by the Search for, or uh, off of the Search for Everything. Um, this was as, so after I got done with Heavier Things, thinking back on that time, Love on the Weekend came on on the radio um, because this was a single that he had released for the Search for Everything. And I was just getting done, uh, really digging into heavier things and kind of my first introductions to 
the 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 depth of John Mayer, and then Love on the Weekend came on on the radio, and I was like, man, it sounds really familiar. And I look, and of course, it's John Mayer, and I'm like, wow. And I remember thinking to myself, that's not familiar at all because this doesn't sound anything like heavier things. Because uh, like I could hear it in his voice, but the the music. I mean, when you listen to a song like "Love on the Weekend," and then go back and listen to the whole album of Heavier Things, I mean, they're, they're two totally different sounding albums. But you can, of course, hear the voice, and and um, that was the first one that hit me from the search for everything and kind of the the new wave sound of John Mayer, which is where he has really, really found his groove on the guitar and diving in, you know, to. Uh, what he is capable of and has always been capable of blues and, and um, just really, really ripping open uh, a number of, of songs. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking literally like back to his concert that I went to in Chicago here that was back to back. I can't tell you how many times, um, you know, he would open with a, a slower song like who says even, um, and just be able to at some point open it up and do some things with the guitar that only the best can do. Um, that's for sure. So that's love on the weekend. Uh, moving on to number four, number four is born and raised off of born and raised. Um, so I, I, I can't, you know, reiterate it enough. It's such a just beautifully well-written album. That song uh, is very similar to If I Ever Get Around to Living, um, and you should check it out. Uh, number three, if you if you followed my my uh, release of my top uh, 100 artists of all time uh, back in uh, August, you, you will know these songs here. So the top three, uh, number three is Vultures off Continuum. Uh, Vultures is just such a badass blues song. Um it's such a confident song. It is, uh, I think it's, it's, it's about John really, again, this is just the way that I interpret it. Um, you know, dealing with kind of the insecurities and, and, the the heavy, uh, weight that, that the paparazzi and the media can bring on you and, and shaking all of those vultures off and still, uh, you know, walking through the fire, uh, you know, as it reiterates a number of times, it, it is just such a, a really, really, really good blues song. Um, so that's Vultures at number three. Um, and that's one in a concert that he can, whoo, whoo, whoo. you have to see John Mayer live. I, I really recommend that for anybody. And of course, we don't know when that time is going to be coming with, uh, with COVID, but uh, we'll get to it eventually. Uh, number two, if I ever get around to living, I'm not going to go into detail. I just went into detail for, for 30 minutes. And number one, uh, stop this train. Stop this train um, will make me cry more than it won't. Um, it is so powerful. Uh, I, I I think back to um, gosh, 2016, 17 when I was coming home from Nashville um, to to Canton, Ohio, and and. Massive Ohio, and I, I would visit my mom and my family, and pulling out of the driveway, um, and you know, he talks about uh, at the end of the song, very similar. Um, it, it's just, I, I mean, I literally would like break down uh, in, in tears, and it just is so very, uh, very, very heavy. Yeah, you know, where where uh, he talks about. 
how fast time goes and uh, draws a lot back to his family and, and talking with his dad and, you know, trying to help him understand that, that, you know, time just doesn't slow down. And that's what stop this train is all about, you know, and uh, it, 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 the train being time. Um, yeah, I'm sure a number of you have heard that song. It's a very popular song. Uh, and, you know, when it comes on in concert, people are very, very happy to hear it because it, it, it is, um, yeah. And this, that was actually, I, I debated whether I was going to go in depth on the whole episode about that one or if I ever get around to living, but I just thought if I ever get around to living was a little more relevant to where I'm at right now, but stop this train. Um, highly, highly, really highly recommend, you know, if you, if you have not heard that song, if you haven't heard any of these songs, please go check them out. Um, I'll have the list uh, in the description there in the podcast. But uh, that is that for John Mayer. That's, um, like I said, if I ever get around to living in depth, I hope that you got something out of my breakdown there of the lyrics and what it means to me. And, and hopefully, you know, you are able to see what a, what some of his lyrics mean to you and checking out the whole album of Born and Raised there or um like I said, I know he's got to have another one coming out soon, so stay tuned for that. Um, but no official announcement or anything yet. Um, yeah, I, I can't, I, I can't repeat enough what what John Mayer means to me artistically. So um, it, it's it's really really that simple. Um, I uh, you know continue to look for new artists and um, in the sense of. Uh, you know, those that I haven't really dug into deeply. Um, and nobody has really come close yet to songwriting wise, uh, what relates to me the most. That's not me in any way saying that, you know, my, my experiences with John Mayer are more important or more, uh, you know, passionate or intense than, than yours might be with your favorite artists or anything at all. Of course, everybody has their own, you know, musicians or, um, you know, it might be a sports figure or, uh, uh, an actor or actress or something for you that, um, you really, really just have a strong, strong, deep connection to. And for me, one of those people is John Mayer and, um, you know, his whole life, he, uh, for me, uh, going back to a lot of immature, uh, naive, things where you thought you knew everything but you didn't um and once you get past those points you're happy to admit um and that's one of the things that that i admire so very much about john mayer is his just vulnerability and in, in, uh not only in songs and in interviews as well you know publicly to come out and, and just say where he was wrong in his life and uh where he's grown up and and how you move on and how you grow up and um it's it's a thing of beauty, you know. Like I said, I know there are a lot of people that haven't dug into John Mayer probably in, in 10 or 15 years, you know, since Room for Squares or heavier things maybe even. But uh, if that's you, I, I highly, highly recommend you go dig into some of his most recent music. Even The Search for Everything is just, you know, the most recent album, of, I think 2017. Um, you can you can check that out and, and you can hear it's a vastly different sound. He's talking about different things in the songs. It's an entirely different human being. Um, and so for me, that's where I really get a lot of tie to it because I feel uh, very similar. You know, I was very immature, naive in a lot of earlier, my earlier years. I'm sure I still am immature and naive. And once I'm 35, 40, I'm going to look back on this time and, you know, know that there were some things that I was like probably not doing the, the best at this time either. But um, that's the best things about growing up and learning and, um, you know, taking everything that you can 
one day to the next. Um, so that's that. That's the Mid Park Peace episode one. Um, I hope that you enjoyed. And uh, to conclude, we've got a surprise here. Um, so I myself have been dabbling with uh, a number of different music platforms and creating songs myself. Um, so I am very happy to play uh, about a three minute song here that I entirely created, mastered, uh, mixed up. Uh, myself uh, with a number of different loops, uh, a number of different effects, um, things like that, um, and enjoy. Yeah, I, I, I'm just releasing it to you for, for the world. There's no words. I, I don't sing, and I, I, I never will <laughs> in any songs. So um, it's always going to be just instrumentals and things that I'm messing with. So I really get a, little, a happy little tune out of it. I hope that you as uh, you do as well. Um, but, yeah, this is a song that I created that we're going to end the, the, the episode with here. It's about three minutes. Um but, uh, I, yeah, I hope, hope you got something out of it here. Like I said, uh, we've got the next podcast will be coming up here Saturday, the 21st. That's what's scheduled, unless I come in with the Mid-Park Poise episode at some point this week. Uh-huh. Uh, but we'll see. But um, the next one that's scheduled is uh, the Saturday, the 21st, with Michael Hicks uh, of HMG. Um, and make sure you check out midpark.com for the wrap-up on uh, Ultimately Fruitless, Midpark Mem- Memoirs Chapter 5. Great band here from Chicago. Um, and things are happening. Things are growing. Very, very happy that you all are joining in. Very happy to have you listening in. Uh, folks, this is an independently run website, and all content associated is managed by individual contributors. Power to the people. This site is entirely anti- – I just said that entirely backwards. Wow. I, this is the first time I've ever fucked that up. Let's, let's start that one over. This is entirely – run website and all content associated is managed by individual contributors this site is entirely anti-establishment and does not accept money from corporate sponsors folks power to the people there we go and as i said this uh song i created entirely on my own so please do enjoy have a wonderful sunday have a wonderful week ahead enjoy and we will see you next time